world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions, and we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Broadcasting from the heart of commie controlled America, the no bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, and this is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy, the infiltration of America, the destruction of the United States Constitution, the degradation of American culture, society, politics, of it all. It is all coming down to a bottom point, I guess, if you want to call it that. And it just feels like there's something coming. Something that people probably don't expect. I don't think Jesus is going to be floating down on a big old magical cloud shooting lightning bolts out of his ass, but I do feel something coming. Almost like a reckoning. And I'm telling you, what's about to happen here in this world globally 
is going to mark the progression of humanity for the next 100 to 200 years. Speak into the mic. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'll have to bring it closer. For the radio show, I have to do it back here. But for the podcast, I have to do it here. So, anyways, no worries. I can I can speak into the mic. No problem. All right. So, it's just me tonight. Vince has the night off. He'll be filling in for me, potentially. Um, well, he'll be filling in for me this whole week. I'm going to try to call in or at least get some good internet connection, maybe be able to do the show. We're going to see. Um, Because I'm going camping this week. Nate's already down there, I believe. Uh, Nate, how is the internet down there? Let me know. But, uh, yeah, we're going camping. I'm going to be heading out of here Wednesday, hopefully, (laughs) if I have my truck. Um, I took it to the shop today because we had some repairs done on it a few weeks ago. And uh, so, interesting enough, I have a, a 2013 Nissan Armada. And a great vehicle, a little over 100,000 miles, never had any problems with it, always done the maintenance on it, usually changed the oil myself, Um, and I was going to do a cross-country trip, so I decided to go out there and and have some work done on it. Um, You know, spark plugs, 100,000 mile, you know, checkup, all the fluids, so I tell them to check all the fluids, top everything off, change the spark plugs out, give it an oil change, didn't feel like doing it myself, and... um, I pick it up and I drive it and start driving fine. I start noticing a lag in the acceleration when I start driving it. And I'm like, that's odd. And I did the whole journey and trip like that and didn't really think two things about it. Well, it progressively got worse and uh, finally got home from the trip. And it really wasn't that bad. I mean, it's it's just when you're accelerating or turning or reverse, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, probably it feels like transmission problems, but I'll just take it back when I get home. Um, and it's progressively gotten worse. And then I notice an oil spot on my driveway and I'm like, wait a minute. So I got, I'm leaking oil. Okay. I'm leaking oil and I'm having transmission problems right after they change the spark plugs, change the transmission fluid and change the oil. <laughs> so I called them up bitching today. They're like, well, we can't get you into Wednesday. I'm like, no, nah. <laughs> I'm leaving Wednesday. They're like, okay, come drop it off now. And we'll see what we can do. So they're going to try to get to it tomorrow. And hopefully they can have it repaired. Um, but either way, I'll, I'll get a vehicle and I'll get down there. But we'll be at the camping trip. It's going to be uh, one heck of a hoot. It's going to be a good time. I think there's probably going to be about maybe 10 of us, maybe a little bit more. But um, I'm bringing my kids. We're going to go sledding on the sand dunes. Um, what else are we going to do? Um, there's fishing out there. There's a reservoir. You can go swimming out there. We're going to go check for arrowheads. We're going to go UFO hunting. It's going to be good. It's going to be a fun time. I'm pretty excited about it. I haven't had a vacation like that in a long time. So, um, anyways, getting to what's happening in the world. We're talking about the unfolding global conspiracy. I don't want to bore you guys with the, uh, the adventures in my life. I rode my bike today for the first time in a year. Oh, my goodness. I had to ride it about a quarter mile, and I was huffing and puffing the whole way. I was like, oh, my God. But I'm going to bring my bike as well to the camping trip. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, we're supposed to have storms roll through all week, Nate. But typically with Colorado thunderstorms this time of year, they roll in, they roll out, and it's clear skies at night. So hopefully that's what you guys get down there and we get down there. Um, the unfolding global conspiracy. It's um, hard not to notice this day and age. There's more and more people waking up every day from the radical left who are waking up people. They are waking up. 
They're not all lost, just some of them. Um, to conservatives who have just been moderate within their viewpoints and try to stay uh, apolitical as possible. People are waking up and we're beginning to see it. We're getting beginning to see people push back and people ask questions. Um, we have some big things happening this week, especially with the economy. The FOMC meeting is this week. GDP numbers come out this week. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And Russia propaganda and disinformation soviet tactics used by the white house currently uh but let's just jump into some of the stories and uh maybe i'll do a monologue we'll see what happens democrat poll oh yeah democrat poll trump with net positive approval viewed far more favorable than net negative biden So former President Donald Trump met a net positive approval rating is viewed far more favorable than net negative President Joe Biden across midterm battleground districts, according to Wednesday's AARP Fabrizio polling. A majority, 50 to 49 percent of the battleground respondents approve of Trump, while Biden's approval rating uh, among the same constituents is marked at only 37 percent, with 61 percent disapproving. Trump's approval rating is 23 points better than Biden's. The survey was conducted among 56 of the most competitive districts in 2002 that are rated either a toss-up or lean Democrat-Republican, according to the Cook Political Report. The poll sampled 2,352 likely voters in 56 House districts in June 29, 2022. And you know what this poll shows? It just shows how rampant voter fraud actually is. Because if the poll sampling is accurate, which I don't see why they wouldn't be accurate, if you're talking to 2,352 people randomly and you're trying to get a good target audience and you're probably crossing between you know, independents, moderates with uh, the primary makeup, then you have Democrats and Republicans as the secondary makeups, and you're kind of doing it like that, you should get a really good um, perspective of who is going to win. And they did these same polls before the 2020 election. And it found that Donald Trump was winning astronomically above Joe Biden in these numbers. And it still shows Donald Trump is winning astronomically within these areas. But yet one city just happens to change it all for a whole state. And that's exactly what the founding fathers did not want. Uh, but the only way that they can really do that is through voter fraud because we know predominantly Donald Trump has the majority of the minority vote within the large cities. I mean, the majority, oh, absolutely, the majority minority vote within these cities. Um, I, I mean, we've seen time after time after time. You know, think about it like this. Donald Trump won the 2016 election, right? Okay. So that means that with no voter fraud, people went out and voted for Donald Trump. Okay, great. In 2020, when he ran again, how many stories did you hear of Republicans converting to the Democrat Party? None. How many Democrats did you hear converting to the Republican Party? Troves. We literally had the walkout movement, right? Brandon Straka. Okay? And all of a sudden he loses? Democrats lost people in their party, but yet still win the election. Hmm, that doesn't make any sense at all. I wanted to mention this before I got going, because this is coming up. It is coming up pretty fast. 
Um, and this is something that I've worked really hard on the last few months. We were planning on doing tavern tours, and we're still planning on this. We have to bring in funds to do that. Um, it's just not possible unless we can, we're able to raise money and bring in the funds to actually set this up. Or if people want to do this on their own and help out and volunteer and begin setting these things up, we can start to do this. Um, I can get the speakers, but a lot of these speakers that are going to be at this next event, um, you know, these are friends of mine that I, I've introduced to other people, and we started talking, and we got them booked for this event. Um, this is the Texas Reckoning Fest 2022 Uncensored. You can find this at reckoningfest.com reckoningfest.com it's august 27th and 28th at the mesquite convention center that's in mesquite texas all right uh, there's going to be guest speakers there's live music both days food and plenty of patriots our keynote speaker is mike lindell uh, there is a uh, special appearance by mike adams the health ranger um, there's going to be a meet and greet with all of the speakers and live music performance by Billy Falcon, uh, VIP brunch with speakers as well. I believe that's on Sunday. Um, and then there's going to be a performance of the Great Awakening musical. Um, also, featured speaker uh, is Juan O'Savin, which I've interviewed Juan um, a few times already on a few other shows. And uh, honestly, I think Juan has been uh, very, very aligned with what we're saying. And so I'm interested to hear what Juan has to say. So Juan is going to be the featured, uh, one of the featured speakers there. As we see here, we have Chris Erics, my buddy Baby Trump right there, Billy Falcon, Jeff Carrere, Mike Adams, Mike Lindell, Juan O'Savin. We have David Nino Rodriguez who's going to be there. We have Brandon Straka from the uh, Walkaway Movement, Pastor Greg Locke, Dr. Judy Mikevitz, Conservative Aunt Mel Kay, my good friend, uh, Dr. Brian Artis, Gene Ho, Keenan Williams, Jeff Brain, the CEO of CloudHub, Thomas Renz, Attorney Thomas Renz, myself will be speaking at the event, Dave Summerall, uh, John Michael Chambers, the founder of AMP, and everybody's favorite doctor, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Uh, and we have a few other people that have also confirmed that will be showing up as well. So you guys, our tickets are available. You can get them at reckoningfest.com. I'm going to put that link in all the chats right now. Tickets are available. Use that code REDPILL. Use that code REDPILL. Um, so we know that you guys came from the Red Pill Project. I will be there. It's going to be a hoot. I'm going to have my children there as well. So we're going to have a great time. My children are like, we get to go on stage? I'm like, yeah. They're like, will I be famous? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but we'll have a fun time because we're driving out there. So we got to drive out uh, um, to Texas. So it's going to be it's gonna be a fun. It's going to be another road trip with me and my kids. Two road trips, one summer. I, I love it. I mean, you know... I read an article the other day that um, – so Enlightened Science, just to comment on that, we're, pl we're planning one in Florida as well. So um, just keep that in mind. Um, I read an article the other day is that the first 12 years of your children's life, the first 12 years of your children's life um, is the most time that you will spend with your children for the rest of their life. So the most time that you'll ever spend with your children is the first 12 years of their life. It makes you think. It makes you just dig down and deep and go, man, how many memories do we actually have? How many things have we actually done together? You know, how many, uh, how, 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 how much have I ever instilled within my children in the sense of knowledge and understanding of the world? Or, um, you know, how much are they like me? 
And and so you begin to think about these things and wonder. So we got three road, well, kind of three road trips. Yeah, we had the New York trip. Then we're going to the sand dunes this week. Me and just me and the kids. And then Texas in August. Um, it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So hope to see a lot of you guys there, especially all of our Texas friends. And uh, we got a few people who are willing to uh, volunteer to potentially work our booth. Uh, we're gonna have a booth. We're gonna be selling some. Uh, Red Pill merch like Google, your big bro shirt and stuff like that there. Um, we're getting some stuff together. And, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a great time. And if there's a, enough Red people, uh, Red Pill Project people out there, maybe we can have a uh, get-together. I don't know. Um, if someone wants to look into that, maybe think about uh, seeing how many people are going to show up. If we can get appropriate numbers, like maybe a little bit more than 10 people confirmed on that, then we can definitely do something for that. Mesquite, I believe, is just outside of uh, of Dallas. Uh, I am in uh, Denver, Colorado is where I live. But let's uh, let's jump into the news. Oh, by the way, just, just before we get into that... Um, we do the Battle of the Streams. That's Rumble, DLive, and Pilled. You guys are absolutely awesome. Much appreciated. The, uh, someone's going to be keeping tabs and sending that to me, probably in text message, so I will get all of that announced um, when you guys throw those donations in. If anybody wants to help us out at the Red Pill Project, uh, we're completely user-funded. So the only way that we get to do this every night and we continue to put the news out and continue on Rebelous Narrative is because of all of you guys out there. And so it's from the bottom of our heart that we just say thank you so much and that we appreciate you. Um, if you're looking to help support us in any way, shape, or form, uh, the best ways are obviously through the live chat. There's our Give, Send, Go campaign, which is really easy to find. It's just redpills.tv slash go. Okay. And then we have, um, hold on, Red Pill. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. It's redpills.tv slash go. And that's our Give, Send, Go campaign. And then if you're like a crypto person like me, um, you can also do um, redpills.tv slash send crypto. And both of those are easy ways to help support us. There's also ways to help support us on the, uh, the social red pill is another method that you guys can utilize as well. But, uh, you know, I consider all of you guys my friends, and I just appreciate all the support that you guys give myself, Vince, Andrea, and everybody else who helps us out here at the Red Pill Project. Uh, because, you know what, I truly do believe after all the years of doing this and seeing all the emails, talking to people in the Zooms, um, and getting all the DMs that we are doing good in the world and we are helping people out there, and that we're, we're here to save America. We're here to save the world. We're here to save humanity. That's that's the truth, right? And that I will always continue this fight. I will always be here broadcasting the truth as long as I can broadcast it. If I can't do it here on the internet, I got a fucking ham radio right there. And I'm sorry about the language, but I get emotional sometimes. I got a ham radio right there, and I'll just start broadcasting there without a license. I don't care. Because you know what? The truth needs to be told. The truth needs to be told. And the truth is not an easy pill to swallow. It's not an easy thing for people to consume. All right? So, there's a lot of things happening in the world. Things are going to get absolutely crazy. Um, Who knows how crazier they're going to get. 
Um, we're going to go through some news articles here that are going to show kind of the state of the world, but then also how patriots are fighting back, how things are happening, of what people are doing, right? And so when we look at this, the battle is not over. The war is not won. The deep state, the global cabal, the elitist, they are moving forward because they have no choice. And they are an incredibly vulnerable state. Right now, we the people, we the people of this world, of this United States of America, have the power to crush them. And we are in some sense, especially in the control and dissemination of information. If there's one thing that you want to look at in the sense that we have the ability to win this war and that we are winning battles, I'm still on the air. Alex Jones is still on the air. Um, you have multiple Patriot podcasts still on the air, still broadcasting on the internet. They can't shut us down and they can't shut us up. That right there should just show you the true power that we have as human beings. We are utilizing big tech. We are utilizing their companies, their corporations to broadcast the truth about them and they can't stop us. Because our founding fathers understand and knew because certain patriots came about throughout this country and set in process certain laws which protected us and safeguarded that right. The battle's not won. The war's not over. We fight. I agree with that 100%. Joe Biden talking about his breakfast. I, I don't know what's up with this. Let's watch this. And as you all saw just a few minutes ago, the president is doing better. He slept well last night. Uh, he ate his breakfast and lunch. I fully. He actually showed me his plate. And it's so, so Joe Biden showed him his plate. Okay. So they're probably all standing around taking notes. So Joe, did you finish your breakfast? I did. I mean, I, it, that's just weird. And it's just unusual, isn't it? I mean, what, what do you say about that? It's just, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about things like that. All right. Let's move on here. Uh, Nuriel Rubinini says prediction for mild recessions are delusional as severe financial crisis looms. If you don't know who Rubini is, he's an Iranian economist. They call him Mr. Doom. Me and him should get together. Dr. Doom and Gloom and uh, Mr. Doom and Gloom and Mr. Gloom. Uh, Mr. Doom <laughs> getting together. And uh, he hopes for a mild recession. He said hopes for a mild recession or delusional, said Noriel Robinini, the economist who called the, called the 2008 financial crisis. He said debt ratios are historically high while bailouts during the pandemic have resulted in zombie corporations. It runs contrary to what Wall Street banks like Goldman Sachs have been saying about the economy. Michael Burry, Burry also, if you've ever seen, if you've never seen the movie Get Short, about Michael Burry, dude, you guys need to go watch that movie. Michael Burry, um, so Rubini and Burry both were calling the 2008 financial crises. Michael Burry ran a hedge fund, still runs it, and he utilized the money of the hedge fund to go out there and buy up all the short positions on these mortgage-backed uh, securities. And everybody was selling them to him, laughing at him. But he had to pay the premiums until the collapse. And eventually he made, I think, 
billions, like five billion dollars when it all happened. And so just the great the get short is about Michael Burry. Watch that movie. Vince, you got to add that one to your queue. Watch that one. But top economists, top, top hedge fund managers around the world are calling for a Great Depression. It's not, not a de- recession. A Great Depression. Okay? Um, let's check this out. Fed to inflict more pain on economy as it readies a big rate hike. So the Federal Reserve will probably have to inflict much more pain on the economy to get inflation under control. Growth is already slowing in response to the Fed's repeated interest rate increases with the housing market softening, technology companies curbing hiring, and unemployment claims edging up. With the inflation proving persistent at a four-decade high, the growing numbers and analysts say it will take a recession and markedly higher joblessness to ease price pressures significantly. The Bloomberg survey of economists this month put the probability of a downturn over the next 12 months at 47.5%, up from 30% in June. We have to curve things domestically to uh, to help us get where we want to go on inflation, said Bank of America chief U.S. economist Michael Gapin, who forecasts a mild recession starting in the second half of 2022. Gapin is also the one um, about two months ago, they said, no, there's no recession. It's not happening. No, no, there's no recession at all. Oh, the, the Fed's just going to come out and increase rates, and it's going to be all good. After raising rates in June by the most since 1994, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell and his colleagues are expected to prove another 75 basis point hike this week and signal their intention to keep moving higher in the months ahead. Powell said that failing to restore price stability would be a bigger mistake than pushing the U.S. into a recession. Now, the 75 basis points is a low estimate. The estimates that we're seeing right now are anywhere from 75 to 150 basis points, which 150 would be 1.5%, 100 would be 1%, and 75 basis points is 0.75%. And you can just tack that on to the already 5.8% interest rate that we have. Um, And so this is actually really, really big news because we've had basically zero interest rate for a very, very long time. Um, Now, Kirk Elliott... He will be with us next uh, Wednesday, August 2nd. Sorry, Tuesday, August 2nd, or Wednesday, August 3rd. One of the days. But he'll be talking to us about this, and he's going to tell you that you can't curve inflation without raising interest rates to match real, true inflationary numbers. And we know that we've had basically 10%, 9.1% growth last quarter um, on the consumer price index, on the... uh, um, on the purchase of goods and services from the consumer price index. This has been tenfold over the last year. We're about 92% increase in price basis since the last year. And in order to curve inflation, which is probably about 22, 23%, you have to increase rates to that percentage. But the problem with that is that it slows down the economy to such a point that we come to a point of stagflation. And when you decrease the economic growth, the GDP growth, or you reduce the amount of people out there spending money, well, people get jobless, homeless, lose loans, loans get called on, run on banks, all this stuff begins to happen, and it's the beginning of a depression. Now, this typically happens every 90 years, and we know everything about the fourth turning, and this is the cycle that we're actually in. Um, so just crazy times ahead financially. Um, I think that they have a solution for it. But you're not going to like it. And we talked a little bit about that last week. I urge you to go watch last week's episode and, and check out what we were talking about there. 
Around half of older Americans can afford essential expenses, according to a report. The COVID-19 pandemic and inflation have taken a toll on older Americans' fin- excuse me, financial security. Data from the University of Massachusetts, Boston, showed more than half of older American women don't have enough income to afford essential expenses. Less than half of older American men fall into this category. The report takes several factors into account, including cost of health care, food, housing, and transportation. Rising inflation coupled with higher costs of living have put strains on many Americans' uh, purse strings. But estimates from the University of Massachusetts Boston's Elder Index detail the toll of the cost of aging on the nation's elderly residents. More than half of the older women who live alone are classified as poor under federal poverty standards or have insufficient incomes to pay for essential essential expenses, while 45% of men share the same financial situation. That's not good. This is uh, Jackie Jackie Heinrich. Uh, She is a White House correspondent, occasional anchor at Fox News, Capitol Hill and 2020 Campaign Trail alum. Bracing for impact, even if Thursday's GDP report shows a second consecutive quarter of negative growth, you won't hear the Biden administration using the R word, which is recession. The Council of Economic Advisors is redefining what a recession is is you can't make this up look at this from whitehouse.gov what is a recession while some maintain that two consecutive quarters of failing real gdp constitute a recession it does and it is and that's what it's been for over 100 years that is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle instead both official determinations of recessions and economists' assessment of economic activity are based on a holistic look at the data, including the labor market, consumer and business spending, industrial production, and incomes. Uh, by the way, labor market, consumer and business spending, and industrial production and incomes is exactly what determines, helps determine GDP. <laughs> like, It is unlikely that the decline in GDP in the first quarter this year, even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. Like, this is Soviet-era tactics of propaganda. I mean, we're living in effing 1984 here with the Ministry of Truth. Do you believe this? What's a woman? Hold on, let me go change the definition for a second and come back and tell you. What's a recession? Hold on, let me go change the definition of it here, and I'll come tell you. I mean, do, do people, like, are, are economists saying, well, you know, that makes sense, and yeah, okay, yeah, it's, you know, we can, you know, GDP in the first quarter of this year, okay, well, yeah, it makes sense. Dude, GDP, gross domestic product, okay? Basically, supply and demand. What determines supply and demand? Maybe things like how many jobs are being created, how many jobs are being lost, called the labor market. Uh, Consumer and business spending, what are they spending on? Products and services. (laughs) Industrial production, producing, demand, supply, and incomes. Okay, incomes goes back to labor market. People being hired or people being fired. If people are being fired... Incomes are readily going down because inflation is high. I, I, I mean, these people think we're stupid. It, it's just, it's absolutely absurd, man. I, I'm serious. Like, 
when the White House has to change the definition of words to make people feel feel good inside, well, you know something big is coming. <laughs> you know something to the likes that humanity has not seen in a very long time is coming to this world financially. We've been calling it for three years. A complete global financial collapse is inbound. When have you ever seen the White House change a definition of a word, especially pertaining to recession, just to make people feel good? Judicial Watch reveals Biden administration is still sending billions of dollars to Afghanistan and they refuse to access to auditors to investigate. <laughs> I just can't make this shit up. Um, it's been almost a year now since Joe Biden, the U.S. military, surrendered to the Taliban terrorists. Joe Biden, General Milley, and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin are still in power. As part of the surrender, Joe Biden armed the Taliban with nearly $80 billion in U.S. weapons and left thousands of Americans stranded in the country to fend for themselves. While the White House and Pentagon have never admitted to how many billions of dollars worth of weapons were left behind for the Islamist group, Joe Biden supplied the Taliban terrorist organization and their Islamist compliances with billions of dollars worth of U.S. arms. Rather than destroying the equipment before leaving the country, Joe Biden decided to leave the nearly $85 billion worth of U.S. military equipment to the Taliban. Uh, U.S. weapons seized by the Taliban. $85 billion U.S. funding the Afghan army, 75,000 vehicles, 200 aircraft, 600,000 weapons. As the Gateway Pundit reported earlier that Joe Biden left 300 times more guns than those passed to the Mexican cartels in Obama's insane and dangerous Fast and Furious program, this more complete list was created with public information and help from other intelligence sources. The list does not include all the kinds of extra non-lethal equipment from MREs, medical equipment, and energy drinks. Here is a more complete list of the U.S. supplied and left-behind equipment list now controlled by the Taliban. 2,000 armored vehicles, including Humvees and MRAPs, 75,989 total vehicles, FMTVs, uh, FMTV, M35, Ford Rangers, Ford 350s, Ford Vans, Toyota pickup trucks, armored security vehicles, 45 UH-60 Black Cop helicopters, 50 MD-5530G Scout attack cop choppers, Scan Eagle military drones, 30 military version Cessnas, uh, four C-130s, four C-130s. 29 Brazilian-made A-29 Super Tacano ground attack aircraft, 200 plus 8 aircraft total, at least 600,000 small arms, M-16s, M-249 saws, uh, M-24 sniper rifles, 50 cals, uh, 1,394 M-203 grenade launchers, M-134 minigun, 20mm Gatling guns and ammunition, 61,000 M203 rounds, 20,000 grenades, howitzers, mortars, thousands of rounds, 162,000 pieces of encrypted military communication gear, 16,000 night vision goggles, newest technology night vision scopes, thermoscopes and thermomono goggles, 10,000 2.75 inch air to ground rockets, reconnaissance equipment, laser aiming units, explosive ordnance, C4, Semtex detonators, shape charges, thermite incendiaries, 2,520 bombs. Administration encrypted cell phones and laptops are operational. Pallets and millions of dollars of currency. Millions of rounds of ammunition, including but not limited to 20 million rounds of 7.62, 9 million rounds of 50 caliber. Large stockpile of plate carriers and body armor. U.S. military 
Um, hide uh, handheld interagency identified uh, identity detection equipment biometrics. Lots of heavy equipment, including bulldozers, backhoes, dump trucks, activators. Much of the information, including the above list, is public record. Today, the Taliban has one of the best equipped militaries on the planet. Despite this, Biden regime is still sending millions of donations to the Taliban regime. How can this be? And there are no reassurances the funds are not going to the Taliban terrorists and not the people. The U.S. has dropped a ghastly $146 billion on Afghanistan reconstruction in the last two decades and billions more to be spent. But the Biden administration is blocking federal auditors from conducting their congressionally mandated job of investigating where the money is going. For months, the Special Inspector General of Afghan Reconstruction, Sigar, has been trying to investigate the abrupt collapse of the U.S.-backed government in Afghanistan. If the State Department is complying with the laws and regulators prohibiting the transfer of the funds to the Taliban and ongoing humanitarian programs supporting the Afghan people. However, the State Department and its offshoot, the United States Agency for International Development, USAID, refused to cooperate as required by law. Billions of dollars have been spent in Afghanistan and billions more continue to be spent. Sopko writes, Congress and American taxpayers know why the Afghan government collapsed after all that assistance, where the money went, and how the taxpayer money is being spent in Afghanistan. Um, China is building roads in Afghanistan. Um, Bohai Capital, one of a large uh, financial institutions in China, has funded the mining of rare earth minerals, which both of them were in Afghanistan immediately after uh, the U.S. left. And my inclination is that the millions, if not billions of dollars still being sent over there by the Biden administration are helped to build those roads as payment back to China for helping Joe probably win the election. So what's Noam Chomsky has to say? He now says the U.S. is now under a totalitarian culture much worse than the Soviet unions. American are not permitted to hear what Russians are saying, can't get Russian television, can't access Russian sources. Naturally, the left is up in arm over his tax of U.S. membership. America is now subjected to a culture of totalitarianism worse than the Soviet Union, according to liberal linguistic professor Noam Chomsky. Chomsky argued that the U.S. is experiencing a form of information warfare and censorship that's much more radical and oppressive than what the Soviets inflicted upon their people at the height of the Cold War. Take the United States today. It is living under a kind of totalitarian culture which has never existed in my lifetime and is much worse in many ways than the Soviet Union before Gorbachev, Chomsky said Friday under the skin with Russell Brand. All right, let's go to the next article. Soviet-level propaganda. White House redefines recession days before release of disastrous GDP numbers. We touched on that, but I just wanted to put it out there again because Chomsky says this Friday, and then the White House also does this Friday. Like, yeah, that's us. We did that. (laughs) Yeah. And here's what I want you to see. We, we have Soviet-level disinformation, propaganda, misinformation campaigns being perpetuated. We have disinformation, we have information warfare campaigns being run on the American people. The media, all the way down to your public Channel 9s and Channel 3s, are in cahoots with these people. They are owned and operated by all the same corporations, funded by all the same billionaires and elitists. Okay. And they're taking you for a ride. This is a dog and pony show. Elections aren't won. Elections are picked by elitists and globalists. They control it with the vote. 
The vote is bought by money. Money gets in the politicians' pockets in Washington, D.C., through the lobby. Do you remember when Candace Taylor in Georgia came out and said that the the news reported the Republican primary winners before they even had the election done? I remember this. And then, yeah, those same numbers showed up, right? But look what happened in Michigan. Michigan News Channel posts results to the Republican primary election. That's not until next week. <laughs> that's right. If you're in Michigan and you're a patriot, I highly recommend you, I don't know, get together and start talking down by the docks. This is right. Michigan News Channel 3 published the results of the Republican primary election. Rhino Tudor Dixon won, and Trump hater Peter Major won his race, too. Just one thing. The Michigan Republican primary is not for another week on August 2nd. Right there. We don't have real elections in this country. And sometimes the news makes mistakes which show us the truth. Yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right. I mean, what else is there to say about that? You look, if American people, and we're going to get to some things here in a minute, okay? But when we get to these things here in America, and I'm going to make some comments because it's going to refer back to these things. But I can't make those comments together because people will hate me, if you know what I'm talking about. But we'll talk about that here in a minute. New York City Mayor Eric Adams on illegal immigrants being sent to New York City. Our schools are going to be impacted. Our healthcare system is going to be impacted. Our infrastructure is going to be impacted. No shit, Sherlock. Like, yeah, exactly. And this is what everybody's saying on the conservative side, why we need to secure our borders, put up a wall, and send illegal immigrants back to their country. Like, what are you, a new kind of stupid? Yeah, I would love to interview that effing moron. Well, you know, they're gonna it's gonna impact our, our healthcare system, it's gonna impact our schools and our infrastructure. We can't handle all these illegal immigrants coming in. Oh, but Texas can. Arizona can. Florida can. New Mexico can. Colorado can. Oh, but they're conservative states. You yeah, that's right. Patriot of Pisces. You can't fix stupid. Look what Rand Paul said this weekend. There's going to come a day of reckoning. People will rise up. Senator Rand Paul vowed this past weekend that a day of reckoning is coming for Democrats because Americans are sick and tired of spiraling crime and violence dominating their cities. Appearing on Hannity, uh, Senator Paul spoke of the Democrats' double standards on political violence in the wake of the attack on GOP Representative Lee Zeldin last week during a campaign speech. The left wing is egging this on, Paul urged, adding, if we don't want to end this, we have to start locking people up. Paul compared the media coverage of the attack on Zeldin to how the media covered Paul being violently attacked a few years ago, noting that the Louisville Courier reported saying violence against me was justified. Paul went on to decry the rise of crime and violence, noting there's going to come a day of reckoning where the people who live in New York City, crime disproportionately affects those in the poor neighborhoods and those who are minorities. One day, they're going to rise up and say, we've had enough. The Democrats are not protecting our kids. 
Kids are dying at the bus stops. Kids are dying on the subway. The Democrats don't care about your kids, and it continues to happen decade after decade. There's going to be a day people are going to wake up and say, we've had enough. We're going to vote for law and order. Um, and Lee Zendel- Zeldin is the candidate for that. Okay, anyways. Politicians can't necessarily come out and say what they want to say, but they have to kind of dance around it with words. Rand Paul is saying the only way that this is going to stop is when people rise up. It's what we've been saying. It's the one thing that we've reiterated almost every single of our 400 episodes of The Daily Dose. By the way, we hit 400 episodes the other day. That's freaking really cool. I love that. Pretty cool. And here we go. Look at this. Ukraine government issues blacklist of Russian propagandists. The government of Ukraine has issued a blacklist of individuals that they judge to be promoting Russian propaganda, including a number of prominent Western intellectuals. (laughs) It's just... Uh, on July 14th, they published a list of politicians, academic activists who are promoting Russian propaganda, including several high-profile Western intellectuals and politicians. Republican Senator Rand Paul, former Democratic Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, uh, military and geopolitical analyst Edward Lutwak, realist political scientist John Mearschmier, and uh, heterodox journalist Glenn Greenwald were all included on the list. The list does not explain what the consequences are for anyone mentioned. But I would not be traveling to Ukraine if I was any of them. Nazis. What the Nazis do. Censure them. Don't let them into our country. It's what Nazis do. You know, the elitists, the globalists, they're the bully, okay? And they're picking on your kids. They're picking on you. They're picking on me. They're picking on our friends. One of these days, somebody's going to rise up and knock their fucking nose off. And I believe it's going to be very, very soon. Let's travel to Canada and see some more totalitarianism. A fully vaccinated Canadian senior was given a 14-day quarantine order because she did not use the Trudeau government's Arrive Can app. I shouldn't have to go through this. No Canadian should, she said. Let's listen to this. I cannot obviously compel you to perform Arrive Can if you refuse to do it. That is your I am not going to sit here and try to strong arm you or convince you. Um, current policy, though, is that we are supposed to uh, issue you a quarantine order at that point. Uh, so that's what I'm going to have to do then today. So, but I'm vaccinated. Isn't that just for unvaccinated? Well, it comes down to this is what I have to do as a screening officer. I don't have the ability to make that decision. I can put you in touch with public health. You can speak with one of them if you choose to. I also can't force you to do that. Sorry, sir, may I, I don't mean to interject, but you're saying that you're acting as a screening officer. So are you employed by the, uh, by the Public Health Agency of Canada? Uh, no, I'm employed by the Canada Border Service Agency. CBSA Border Service officers are also classified as screening officers under the Quarantine Act. Okay, so why is CBSA being forced to do PHAC's dirty work? That's a question about my pay grade, sir. I don't know. All right, so in any case, though, I um, had to put you into quarantine. So this is the information uh, for that. That's your public health uh, or your uh, vaccination info. 
passport and two test kits. So that's all that for you and you're basically all set on our end. So what if I don't do this? Because I have been two and a half years and mm -hmm. well, isolated for two years. I'm not going to isolate again. Okay. So what I can certainly appreciate the frustration over the pandemic. Uh, once again, that's a public health issue, not a CBSA issue. So we have zero follow-up or enforcement on our end. It goes to public health and uh, they have an enforcement compliance division where they handle all that stuff, which they do whatever it is that they do. I don't talk to them. I don't work with them. It's all done electronically for the arrive can app or whatever. So. How are you feeling? You okay there, Joe? I'm getting upset. This is ridiculous. This is insane. I shouldn't have to go through this. No Canadian should. Just because I don't want to put an app on my phone. It's insane. Don't you think? I do. I do. I understand that you just don't want to download the Justin Trudeau Arrive Can app on your phone. You've provided the paperwork showing you're fully vaccinated. Yes, I have. So, do you see now how it works? We talked about this last week with the social credit score, the global ID, all of it being integrated into a global currency. And when you go to travel, let's say out of your city, Ooh, think about that. Think if you had to go through a TSA checkpoint out of your city into another town because of a public health emergency and you don't have the government's app on your phone. Oh, you're quarantined. We're taking you to a quarantine detainment camp. This is what's coming, people. This is how tyrannical these effing people are. Did you hear the old lady? But I'm vaccinated. Got that shot for nothing, didn't you, lady? Oh, that's just not it with the Canadian government, is it? Canadian government funds plan to combat online disinformation. If you're tired of censorship, cancel culture, and the erosion of civil liberties. In another effort to control the content consumed by people online, the Canadian government announced a $2.4 million funding to combat harmful online disinformation. The Heritage Ministry said the project's purpose is to promote civic news and digital media literacy through funding third-party educational activities and programming to help citizens become more resilient against disinformation. So this is called re-education camps. Oh, I'm sorry. What you said there was propaganda, and we flagged you. Now you must do these four courses on government-sponsored websites to basically be able to identify what disinformation and propaganda is. Welcome to re-education. You know, in China, they have a really, really successful re-education program. Um, what, what they do is if you're wealthy or um, powerful or, or just a regular citizen and you step out of line and you disagree with the government, they send you to these three-month all-paid-for incursions to a tropical island where you drink, um, you know, cocktails all day and watch pretty women. No, they don't. That's where they tell you you go. That's where you tell people you went. But that's not where you go. It's much more similar to something out of MK Ultra is where you go. And that's what they're doing to people. And they're going to do this on a mass scale because they understand how the subconscious and the human mind operate. And they're going to do everything in their power to subdue the entire population of this world. And feed them their absolute garbage. 
But you know what? If they win, I don't think they're going to win. It only helps humanity evolve. I look at it like that. Jacinda Ardern goes full 1984. Dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single truth. Listen to this. Most up-to-date information daily. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, You can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumour you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. We will... Dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. Provide information frequently. We will share everything we can, uh, everything you are, else you see, um, a grain of salt. Uh, and so I really ask people to focus. The most egregious example of that appears to be this text which originated in Malaysia and has kind of a, has become a viral hoax in Australia and in New Zealand. How irresponsible is it the people that are sharing that news of a lockdown imminent in New Zealand? Yeah. And, and look, that's the kind of thing that adds um, to the anxiety that people feel. So I continue to share the message. New Zealanders must prepare. But do not panic. Prepare. And and when you see those messages, remember that unless you hear it from us, um, it is not the truth. And I... Unless you hear it from us, it is not the truth. Welcome to George Orwell's dystopian future. The Anne Rand's dystopian future. It is here. I mean, and what happened to Jacinda? Oh my goodness. She looks like she lost a lot of weight. She been doing meth or something. I mean, she looked like she lost a lot of weight. Um, maybe she changed lizard suits. I don't know. Who who knows? But patriots fight back. Even if we put bills in motion, see the great thing about putting a bill into committee and having the bill denied by committee is you can always bring that bill back up because the bill is written. Congressman, the file bill to withdraw from UN, restore U.S. sovereignty. Um, Alex Newman, done a few shows with Alex Newman before. Great dude, 100% great dude. TheNewAmerican.com, um, you can check this out there. But lawmaker, lawmakers introduced legislation to end U.S. membership in the United Nations and restore American sovereignty, a move that would set the deep state globalist agenda of world government back by decades or more, explains the New American Magazine's Alex Newman in this week's episode of Behind the Deep State. The bill known as the American Sovereignty, sovereignty Restoration Act, H.R. 7806, would end U.S. government participation in all U.N. agencies and agreements while evicting the U.N. headquarters from U.S. soil. It would prohibit American troops from serving under U.S. UN military command as well. Uh, this is comments made by Thomas Massey, representative of Kentucky, uh, the new American on the UN and why America should pursue uh, the am exit also featured as a statement by representative Mike Rogers, representative uh, Republican Alabama explaining his reasons for wanting to get the United States out of the UN, including its collaboration with mass murdering China's communist party and its attack on the rights of Americans. So Patriots, Fight back. Patriots are doing things. They, they understand what needs to be done. But we have to also focus on the local level. And look at this, because this is the fight on the local level. This is what we're seeing on the local level. Entire North Carolina Police Department resigns in protest over progressive town manager. <laughs> in my 21 years at Kenley Police Department, 
we have seen ups and downs, but especially in the last few years, we have made substantial progress that we have hoped to continue. However, due to the hostile work environment now present in the town of Kenley, I do not believe progress is possible, wrote the chief of police. He has put his two weeks two weeks notice in along with the whole police department, he wrote, uh, the force that he has served for 21 years. The new manager has created an environment I do not feel we can perform our duties and services to the committee, he wrote, of Justine Jones, who took the position up in early last month. This is new Kenley Town Manager Justine Jones, okay? And what's interesting about Justine Jones here is... Um, Let's just kind of read her bio. Jones was just hired as town manager last month after serving in various government positions in other states. Her new position was celebrated by the town of Kenley in June press release. She had started on June 2nd after a nationwide search. Think about this. A nation. They can't find anybody in the town of Kenley to be the town manager. They have to do a nationwide search. According to the statement, which said that Jones has dedicated her career to public service over the last 16 years, which she worked in a progressively responsible positions with local governments in Minnesota, Virginia, South Carolina, and North Carolina. The town wrote in the statement she began her municipal career as an executive assistant to the city manager and national urban fellow in the city of Norfolk, Virginia. The release did not mention, however, that how she had sued a previous employer in neighboring South Carolina for racial discrimination after she was fired in March 2015. She accused Richland County leaders of hostile treatment and for not paying her fairly because she was black and had a disability, the court documents show. She also accused the county discriminated against her because she was a whistleblower who reported serious fraud, wrongdoing, and violations of the law. The lawsuit was voluntarily dismissed in April 2017, the court records show, without elaborating on why. Before getting hired by Kenley, she listed herself as a principal CEO of her own consulting company, Word of Mouth Real Time, her LinkedIn profile shows. Police leadership and active duty officers were joined in the resignation by officials. And so this lady, after a nationwide search, what does that sound like? Doesn't that sound like the, the town board was influenced by George Soros to hire somebody that's not from that town. Listen, I'm from small town America. You don't go on a nationwide search to bring people into your town when you have plenty of people right there. And so, you know what? Props to the chief of police and the entire police department stepping down. I hope that she's fired and they're all rehired because that's the level of civil disobedience that is needed to defeat this evil in the world, guys. Truck blockade of major California seaport stretches into day three. Didn't even know what was going on, right? Independent truckers protesting California's new gig worker law blockaded California's number three seaport for the third straight day in a row on Friday, standing cargo at the state's top agricultural trade hub and adding the U.S. supply chain headaches. Uh, Truck gates at all four ports of the Oakland Marine Terminals remain closed to truck traffic on Friday. Oakland International Container Terminal, which handles about 75% of port cargo, restarted some works on the ships, a port spokesman said. And, and you know, there's there's actually video out there of uh, port workers getting pissed off at the truckers because they want to go to work. And they don't agree with what the truckers are doing. But I understand what the truckers are doing. And so, you know what? This is the level of civil disobedience that we need in this country. 
And you know what would happen if we had a national stand-down day where all Americans have said, I'm not going in until Joe Biden resigns and steps down and Kami Kamala steps down and resigns. Nope, not happening. We're not going back to work. We're not going to get on the roads. We're not going to take your kids to school. We're just going to sit home. A national day of protest. And if they don't do anything, we do it again. If they don't do anything, we speak louder. We're going to get into some interesting stuff here, though. Bill Barr, former attorney Bill Barr, says, Attorney General Bill Barr says, says Clinton guilty of sedition. <laughs> really? Wonder why he didn't pursue that when he was attorney general. For United States Attorney General Bill Barr has given a stark warning to former Democrat presidential nominee Hillary Clinton over his seditious conspiracy against former President Donald Trump. I thought we were heading into a constitutional crisis. I think whatever you think of Trump, the fact is the whole Russiagate thing was a grave injustice. This appears to be a dirty political trick that was used first to hobble him and then potentially to drive him from office. He said on Glenn Beck's Blaze TV podcast, I believe it is sedition, he said, but he warned that those charges would uh, be tough to prove in court. It was a gross injustice and it hurt the United States in many ways, including what we're seeing in Ukraine these days. It distorted our foreign policy and so forth. He said he named uh, he said that the name special prosecutor John Durham to lead the case in private so it would stop President Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland from interfering. I was highly confident he would remain in office and they wouldn't touch him, he said. The Biden administration has no real interest in protecting either Hillary Clinton or Comey. And at the end of the day, for them to lose the Capitol and appear to be covering something up that would never get resolved, I didn't think was in their interest. And so um, hopefully Durham comes out with some information and we can start to see some heads roll, if you know what I mean. And talking about heads rolling, protesters clash with police officers in Panama on Tuesday as demonstrations are surging over fuel prices as they continued to rise. And Panamanians are having nothing about it. They are fighting back against their government. And look, we're seeing this in France, Italy, Germany, Panama, Sri Lanka, Myanmar. We're seeing this all throughout the frigging world. When are Americans going to wake up? I think relatively soon. I think Americans are going to wake up relatively soon. I think by the end of December, we're going to see fireworks. And look what happened here. We talked about Minamar. If you don't remember what happened in Minamar, Minamar, we had a military coup, military junta occur there. Basically, you had the prime minister, which was World Economic Forum's George Soros-sponsored political regime that went through an election process the people's candidate, who the people all supported, lost, and the globalist-sponsored person won. Well, the military came in and said, nah, not happening. And they went and arrested all the politicians and took over the government, of which they've taken over the government so far. Listen to this. Minamar executes ex-lawmakers, three other political prisoners. Uh, Myanmar's government confirmed Monday it had carried out the first executions in nearly 50 years, uh, hanging a former lawmaker, a democracy activist, and two other political prisoners who had been accused of targeted killing after the country's military takeover last year. The executions first announced in the state-run Mir Daily newspaper were carried out despite worldwide pleas for clemency for the four men, including the United Nations experts and Cambodia. Um, 
You know, I, I'm trying not to curse too much on this, but fuck around and find out. Right? Fuck around and find out. To the message to the globalists. If you persist, if you keep doing this, if you don't stand down, if Joe Biden's radical regime does not stand down, fuck around and find out. That's all I have to say. And here's another, here's another thing. Look at this one. Governor Kemp will testify and probe over Trump's bid to overturn the 2020 election. And you know Kemp's going to have some interesting things to say about Donald Trump. And you know what's going to be funny? Is when Governor Kemp comes out and testifies under oath in front of the J6 committee. Okay? And he's going to tell a big lie about Donald Trump. And the news is going to pick it up. You want to know what Donald Trump's going to do? He's going to release the phone call. Because he recorded it. Because he's smarter than that. And hopefully it ruins Governor Kemp. Here we go again. WHO declares monkeypox global health emergency admits vaccines part of the large-scale experiment. (sighs) We told you it was coming. We said... New pandemic, new virus, new variant, something's coming. They got to find a way to stop the elections. Monkeypox, why not, right? Joe Biden administration weighs declaring monkeypox a public health emergency and plans to name a national coordinator to oversee the response. <laughs> I just, oh yeah, gotta love it. What else we got here? WHO says people who got monkeypox vaccine part of clinical trial to collect data. That's funny. I don't remember any clinical trials of mRNA vaccines to collect data on COVID. Global health body confesses pharmaceutical industry now experimenting on population like it did during the rollouts of the COVID mRNA injections. Europe approves the monkeypox vaccine just like that. We don't even have any data on it. <clears throat> no data whatsoever on it. Well, let's just approve it. Why not? Seems to be getting out of control. There's like 100 cases here. And the cases are, like, spawning up in local areas. I'm thinking it's just a massive adverse reaction from the vaccine. That's what I'm honestly thinking. And so, what? how does this all, like, fit in, right? COVID QR codes now being used to ration fuel in Sri Lanka as economic collapse accelerates. And so just a few days after their globalist prime minister wins an overwhelming majority vote by the parliament, they start rationing fuel. And the way they do that is with, well, you know, your COVID vaccine passports. COVID vaccine passports are now turning into a global ID for accessibility to energy and food. And water, shelter, money, banks, job, need the ID. Multipass? I got multipass? Multipass is coming. And we were just talking about this. The White House is expected to name the monkeypox coordinator as they prepare for the possibility of more cases emerging within the United States. Dr. Ashish Yaha, the U.S. White House COVID coordinator told reporters Monday that the White House is press briefing that more cases may pop up and testing becomes more easily available. 
Um, global health emergencies is how they are going to take our sovereignty away. We've known this for the longest time. And here they come. And you know what? I'm ready for them. I know you guys are as well. And I know there's uh, millions of other patriots out there who are ready. And they're not going to do this again in this country. They are not going to lock down this country. They are not going to stop the economy in this country. They are not going to steal this election. It's not going to happen. Everything we've been saying pertaining to conspiracy theory has turned out to be wholly accurate and true. They are not stealing this election. They are not locking down this country. If they attempt to, it's war. That's all I have to say. And I don't mean by me. I'm just one man. But I'm telling you, things I know, people I know, groups. I'm telling the globalists, you better just... Better knock it off. Better knock it off. All right. Madova, Prime Minister, is worried that Russia will invade her country next. Are you a Nazi? She kind of looks like a Nazi. Doesn't have blonde hair, blue eyes, but... Possibly could be a Nazi. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, if you're Nazis, then you probably have something to worry about. Uh, I think Putin has been abundantly clear. Um, You know, one thing about Vladimir Putin. I saw Jordan Peterson talking about Vladimir Putin, and and the question was asked is, do you think he's a psychopath? Do you think he's crazy? He said, absolutely not. I think he's probably one of the most rational men in the world. Um, And and I agree with that sentiment, that Putin is definitely a killer, because when you become at that level of government and you've been in power for so long, you probably have to kill a few people, right? Um, But I think that he's doing what's best for Russia. My eye itches, sorry. I think he's doing what's best for Russia. I quite honestly do. I think that um, he is fighting the globalists. He is fighting the elitist. And he understands what's at stake here. Um, and in a sense, you know, that, that might mean that he's doing a favor to help the American people. I don't think he cares too much about the American people. I think he understands that the globalists control this country. And that's a threat to him. And so, but the American citizens are victims of the globalists right now. And I think that Putin and uh, the new BRICS alliance is going to make some moves. Now, here's also this. North Korea accuses the U.S. of biological warfare in Ukraine. How much do you want to bet that North Korea is going to enter into agreements with the BRICS nations? telling you it's coming north korea is going to be a member of BRICS, and their economy is going to start to thrive makes sense doesn't it twitter blocks russian embassy over biolabs tweet uh this is uh pertaining to a quote from russian foreign minister lavrov about the findings made from the special military operations specifically the military biological laboratories in direct violations of biological weapons convention The Russian foreign ministry put this out on Telegram to show the Russian embassy in Berlin account had been banned. 
Twitter blocked the accounts of our embassy in Berlin for a tweet with a quote from an article by Russian Foreign Ministry Minister Sergei Lavrov. The forbidden quote reads as follow: The finds of the Russian armed forces within the framework of the SVO in military biological laboratories in the territory of Donbas clearly indicate direct violations of the BTWC, and that's the biological um, biological weapons convention ban. The U.S. in cahoots with Western NATO allied nations under the guise of elitists were developing genetically targeted bioweapons to wipe out humanity. And the first one was released and it's called the vaccine. (laughs) I mean, you can't make, like, this is like a crazy movie. You can't make this stuff up. Man, my throat's going dry. Ah. All right. I'm going to go, I got to go check something real quick here. Screen goes black when I do that. I had to change my email background so uh, it's not black anymore so it doesn't make me dark. So it goes to a white screen. So we have uh, Ponlo Picasso gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Ponlo. Lightseeker J donated two ice cream. Thank you so much, Lightseeker. Patreon at Pisces donated one diamond. Oh, two diamonds. Thank you so much, Patriotic Pisces. Enlightened Science donated three lemons. End Time donated three lemons. Gump, $5 donation on Rumble. Patriotic Pisces donated four ice creams. LED donated two ice creams. Grits, 391 donated two ice creams. Thank you so much, LED Grits, 391. And McDav gifted a ship. Congratulations on 400 episodes. Thank you so much, McDav. Much appreciated. And Wild Saffron just followed. Welcome, Wild Saffron. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Red Pill Project. Don't forget to find us also on socialredpill.com. This is our private social network. We have a lot of fun over there. And hope you guys can join us all over there if you are not over there already. You can take someone's DNA and design a weapon that can kill them. House Intelligence Committee member warns people not to share health data with sites like 23andMe because it can be used to program new bioweapons to target them. Interesting enough, this U.S. representative is Jason Crow, my congressman of Colorado, the one that I was potentially going to run against this year. Um, I, if I'm still here in, two, in uh, two more years, I will definitely run against him then. Uh, U.S. Representative Jason Crow warned that bioweapons are being made that use a target's DNA to only kill that person during the Aspen Security Forum on Friday. The congressman said the development of the weapon is worrisome given the popularity of DNA testing services like 23andMe. 23andMe has stated it does not sell off customers' private information, but the company is one of the many that has provided information to police. In 2019, it was found that several Russian and Chinese labs were processing DNA tests for Americans through mediocre for, through Medicare and Medicaid. Officials warned the bioweapons could also target animals and disrupt food supplies around the globe. No shit. That's what we've been saying for three years. And the first bioweapon, genetically targeted, is called the COVID vaccine. I mean, we, we don't even need to say it anymore. Things that we've been saying are coming true. What, what did we say? Um, they're going to start calling all of the cows and the pigs and the livestock, right? British government offering farmers lump sum payments to stop growing food and sell their land to private corporate interests. 
Okay. Cattle liquidations in Texas. Media prepping narrative to crush crypto with new SEC regulations and digital crypto. Oh, there's two parts here. This was uh, um, Mike Adams' podcast. But cattle liquidations. He has confirmed with local cattle ranchers in Texas that large-scale herd liquidations are underway right now with some herds being reduced by 80%. This is happening due to the extended drought affecting Texas, Oklahoma, and much of the southern and western United States. The drought not only reduces grass production in the field being grazed by cows, but it also causes hay production to plummet, reducing the future food supply that keeps cows fed through the fall and winter. As a result, the mass, vast majority of cows in Texas are being sold for slaughter, as I point out in today's, oh, so he goes on, as well as he's talking about ISO 2022, as the the SEC regulations are going to adopt the uh, the the ISO regulations, and they're going to come out and basically say anything that's decentralized that is not connected or uh, adheres to ISO standards. You have to get rid of and sell, and you have to disclose all your crypto accounts, and you have to register them through some type of intermediary. This is all coming, and they're going to kill crypto. We were talking about it uh, this Sunday. Uh, crypto's had a nice bounce back, but it's about to plummet, guys. I'm telling you, it's going to those bottom prices. I've been saying this. Um, and we got maybe two months left. You might see a 30,000 Bitcoin, but it's going to go back down to 12,000 real fast. Here's more conspiracy theory that came true. FBI investigation determined Chinese-made Yahweh equipment could disrupt U.S. nuclear arsenal communications. This is a CNN exclusive. It's the same CNN that criticized and freaking ramp-ended Donald Trump for kicking Yahweh out of this country. Oh, how dare he interfere with <coughs> global commerce and kick this co company, this poor little company that's providing us all this 5G here in this country out of this country. Now they're saying, oh, well, you know, I guess an FBI investigation concluded that uh, they could disrupt U.S. nuclear arsenal communications. Oh, well, you know, that's not a big deal or anything. Considering that they're integrated through Japan, Taiwan, the United States of America, Canada, I think that's a pretty big deal. When, when you come to the militaristic aspect of it, you have to say game, set, match. That's what China has been prepping for for a very long time. Fortunately for us, we had four years of Donald Trump and Q, which came out there and really kind of opened everything up for us and showed us the truth and made us uh, go out there and investigate ourselves and people like me to speak up and start going out there. Is it the apocalypse or not? I don't know. A mysterious red glow over the Atlantic Ocean leaves the pilot baffled. Look at this. This is crazy. We, uh, we all see mesmerizing views when flying, but some are more exceptional than others. A pilot flying over the Atlantic notices one of these. According to the post shared by Reddit, the caption says, Mysterious red glow seen over Atlantic. Pilot says he's never seen anything like it. Um, this could be a variation of uh, heat lightning or plasmic lightning, but I really don't know. Um, they're not, they didn't really say in here what the, the uh, scientific explanation was for it, from it. Um, and it looks like it was prolonged. And so it could be UFOs underneath those clouds for all we know. Who knows? But pretty crazy there. And I, I like touching on those things sometimes. I'm going to go check this out one more time. Uh, okay, we're good there. And... What's up, Pilled? I'm, I'm on Pilled real quick. I'm just checking it out. Seeing everybody that's on there. What's up, Rumble? I'm checking out Rumble real quick. 
355 on Rumble now watching. What's up, people? Thank you so much for all your support. You know, you guys watching us really does help support us as well. So much appreciated. Got 200 there on Rumble. Um, or 353 on Rumble. We got 205 there. We got like 100 on DLive, like 40 on Facebook. You know, Facebook, we got 13,800 subscribers on Facebook. And we, we only get like, I mean, last week we had like 100, 200 people on Facebook watching, which is pretty cool. But man, Facebook algorithm absolutely hates us. 13,000 subscribers, we should be getting 2,000 people in a live stream. I mean, come on. Anyways, guys, listen. Looks like Pilled wins this one tonight. Much love, Pilled. Thank you so much. If you guys do want to help out the Red Pill Project and alternative media and everything that we do, uh, there's the two links right there. Uh, that's our Give, Send, Go campaign, as well as if you want to help us out with cryptocurrency. It does help, and you guys are making a difference um, in, in supporting us. We're trying to get a lot of things going. we got a lot of merch we have to buy before the Texas event. Don't forget the Texas event if you're going to try to go um, right here. You can get the tickets. You just go right up here. You go to more, get tickets today right there, or get tickets right here. It's going to take you to this other website. Texas Reckoning Fest, you scroll down and you can purchase your tickets right there get a t-shirt, all that stuff, so tickets are available right now if you guys want to go ahead and get those um, if you're interested in working the event at one of our booths or, or helping us out please just reach out to me, let me know um, tomorrow night we have After Dark Chat, we'll still be doing that, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday I am out of town, we are camping uh, Friday night, we don't really have anything planned. We might do open lines. I don't know if Jim Bob and uh, Vince are planning on doing a fringe show. They might be. Um, or we might be doing a C5 event broadcast. It depends how the internet's down there. Um, but I'm going to try to call in during the show this week. I'm still be doing the Dark Delight show. Um, I, I can do that from my phone as long as I have cell reception. So I'm going to be doing the Dark Delight show. And then Thursday, Friday, DEF CON 5 and American Media Periscope. Hopefully I'll be able to do that. Uh, I told them I was going out of town, but um, I'm still on the schedule. So uh, much love, respect, guys. God bless you. You guys take care. Uh, we'll see some of you guys over on the socialredpill.com and the after chat, which is open for everybody right now. And uh, everybody else, I hope you guys have a great and fantastic night. The Reckoning Fest. Oh, there we go. Reckoningfest.com. There's that link right there for Reckoning Fest. I'll post that in all the chats. And there we go. Uh, other than that, guys, I hope you guys have a great night. Uh, Vince will be back with me tomorrow night. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. And stay safe out there, Patriots. Don't worry. We win this one. I promise you. Good night.